it is hard getting out of that nice warm bed on the morning to go outside in where I'm from in Sunderland in the northeast of England to 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 put your clothes on and go out in the cold and then do a a horrible run something that you really dislike doing which I really dislike running <laughs> I had to do it but if I didn't I used to think my opponent is doing this so I was I'm competitive my opponent is getting out of bed he's doing this so I've got to do it or if not I'm going to get beat Welcome back to the Max Out Show, where I have a very special guest today, Olympic Bronx medalist Tony Jeffries, a former professional boxer that now owns California's number one gym, Box and Burn. After an undefeated professional career and winning the European as well as seven national championships, hand injuries forced Tony to retire from boxing and give up the thing that he loved most since the age of 10. But Tony managed to use the mindset that he created in sports to throw himself into the business world and now trains A-list celebrities such as Robbie Williams, Tim Tebow, and our beloved superhero Thor. So Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you for the introduction, mate. Yeah, Thor. It's been a little while since I've seen him, but uh, Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> what a great guy he is. Superhero, he certainly is. Superhero in real life? <laughs> yeah, he is, mate. He looks like a superhero. Big, good-looking fella, chiseled, shredded. <laughs> Really fit and strong. Yeah, I look pretty, pretty I bet. Yeah, no, I, w- I want to dive later into, into you know, how, how it is, what it's like really to work with these kind of people, right? But first, I think to, to give context to your story and, and really who you are, it's, uh, we have to go back to high school prom and getting punched in, in the face 55,000 times. <laughs> so going back to, <laughs> to that sacrifice that it takes to, to become great. So can you tell us about yeah. what it really takes to become, you know, best in the world? Ooh, um, it takes dedication. You need to be very dedicated. You need to make sacrifices. You need to be selfish. Um, so I, I, I guess the sacrifices is the big one. You've got to, you've got to want it so, so bad. You, you need to, you need to uh, give up things like going out with your friends. Like you mentioned there, the school prom. You, you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to give up going out with families, going out with your family, You've got to really uh, prepare yourself for the next day's training. You've just got to really want it and really work so, so, so hard to, to get it. With uh, and, and, then, and then even then, you need, I think, I think as well, even then, you can work very hard, but you need a little bit of luck as well. A little bit of luck comes into it as well. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's it really, really hard work and dedication. And you've got to, you've got to, you've got to want to be able to do it. And setting goals is a big thing, you know, setting, setting goals. I had, my goal was to go to the Olympic Games when I was, when I was 15 years old. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> when I was 16, I won the European Championships, which put me onto an eight-year training program. And I went through them full eight years to get to my ultimate goal, which was the Olympics. And, but it wasn't just an eight-year goal. In the meantime, I had lots of little goals, like national championships, multi-nations, fighting for England, different things like that. So, uh, yeah, goal setting is a, is, a big, is a big thing as well. Setting them goals and then the micro goals as well. And, yeah, and that's kind of that's it, really. Hard work and setting goals, dedication. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Especially, you know, you were already at such a high level, right? You were European champion, and yet it took another eight years of complete dedication and focus to get to that, like, just tiny little bit higher level, right? And yeah, yeah and I love what you're saying here about really sacrificing everything in your life, being selfish with that, right? Because I think that's yeah. something that, you know, when, when people look at these pro athletes, they don't realize how much work there's actually behind the scenes, right? It looks like yeah. this this easy life, right? This ideal life, you, you train for two hours and you just chill like and, and swim in the money, right? That's what people think. Yeah. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, really that, is it? It's not really that. Although there is a lot of chill time and playing on video games. I used to play on a lot of video games when, when I was boxing because I had to relax, I had to chill yeah. out in between sessions. Uh, but when you were in the sessions, it was like hell. You know, you were working really hard, putting your body, body through so much stress getting punched in the face lots when you're doing sparring. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so you've, got to, you've got to really uh, work hard when you're working and then you can relax, relax after. But yeah, de dedication is a, it's a huge thing in sports, in anything, even in business. Now I'm in business and you've got to be dedicated. And like we mentioned, you've got to be, you've got to be selfish as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever feel like it wasn't worth it? Like, was there ever a moment in, in your career where you're like, no, nah, this is just too much, too hard. Like, let me just yeah. do something else. <laughs> all the time. All the time, man. Every, every day. Well, not every day, but like every week it was like, no, nah, this is not for me. Like, no, nah, this is too hard. It's too much. And you know, and it gets to you and you get down and then you snap out of that and then you really work hard. I mean, doing, running every single day, dieting every single, every day, every, every moment of every day. It's, it's hard, and especially when you see your friends out having fun, having good times, and getting on with, with, with their normal lives. It's like, you know, you, you kind of envy that. I want, I want that normal life. Um, and you want to you really enjoy yourself. Because when you are, let's say you're up at 6 a.m. and you're putting a, a six-mile running up a hill, that's not fun. But you see your friends out partying, with getting girls or, or, or going on trips to Ibiza and, you know, Ibiza and, and, and going around Spain or, or wherever. And you're up at 6 a.m. putting lots of clothes on, trying to keep warm, running up a mountain. It's, it's horrible. So, yeah, there's lots of times where you think, I'm not doing this. And then as well, there's always the risk that, like, if I never qualify for the Olympics, then what? You know, I wouldn't have had this career that I, that I end up having. Uh, so there's always a risk that you'll not qualify and you'll not achieve it. But on the other side, if you don't do these things, you will never know how far you can go in life, in your career. So you've got to make the sacrifice. You've got to really try. Yeah, you might, you might not make it. You might not make it. But guess what? You might. You just might. And, and that's, what, that's what I did. Yeah, I love that because like you say, like the margin for error is so small, right? Like there's such a small difference at the end of the day between, you know, winning that, that Bronx medal at the Olympics and maybe not even qualifying. At the highest level, there's such a little difference. So you've got to do all the right things, right? Every single day for years and decades that you actually yeah. become that good. You've got, yeah, you've got, you've got to do every little thing. I remember there was a coach who used to always say like, um, even if, if you wear the correct pair of shoes for running, that might make you half a percent better. If you, if you eat this breakfast rather than this breakfast, that might make you 2% better. If you do this workout rather than this, that might make you 1% better. Now, all them little percents add up. And now, overall, you're 6% better, which is huge. Mm. So all of these micro little things all 
add up to make you into the, to me, into the, the perfect athlete. I'm sure there was things that I could have done different to make me even more better. But at the time, I was doing what I could do to be the very best, you know? Uh, so, yeah, there's lots of little things that you can do to, to, to make you better as well. Yeah, I love that. And, and this is really something that so many people struggle with, right? They struggle with getting up, maybe not even at 6 a.m., but at 7 a.m. and going for the easy run, right? They struggle with getting off the couch at night to, to go for, you know, to do a little bit of work or do a little bit of meditation. So how do you manage to, to commit a, such a high level to, yeah, to just I mean, do work every hard. single day? It is hard getting out of that nice warm bed on the morning to go outside in where I'm from in Sunderland in the northeast of England to, to, to put your clothes on and go out in the cold and then do a, a horrible run, something that you really dislike doing, which I really dislike running. <laughs> I had to do it. But if I didn't, I used to think my opponent is doing this. So I was, I'm competitive. My opponent is getting out of bed. He's doing this. So I've got to do it. Or if not, I'm going to get beat. And I guess with boxing compared to most other things, like you can get hurt as well. And I, I was really afraid of getting hurt. I'd never want to get hurt. I've been here, hurt a bunch of times. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's it. The motivation, what motivated me was, was what my opponent's doing. And I guess with, in, in other parts of life, if you're not a boxer, you've got to think about um, what, like, if, if, I do, if I don't do this, What's, what, what, what's the consequences? If I sit on the sofa, what's the consequences? You know, the consequences, well, you're not going to get, you're not going to get healthy. You know, you're not going to get, you reach your goal and you've got to think about why. I think it's all about the why. Why are you doing it? Why are you getting out of bed? Why are you getting off the sofa? Why are you keeping fit? Why are you putting all of these hours in? You know, you, you've, you've got to think about that. And then, then it goes the same with business as well. Why, I am, why am I on this podcast right now? Uh, why am I... Why, why, why am I getting up still at seven in the morning when I can lie in bed and come into my office and doing three hours on the computer, reaching out with different companies to, to try and network with them? Why am I, like, you, you think, if you think about the why, you know, it makes everything a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. How's that evolved for you over time? Like, was it the same at, at 10 years old and then at 15 years old when, when you first had that dream as, you know, when, when you actually yeah. were there? Yeah. No, I, I did evolve. Yeah, it evolved completely. And even now I know a lot more than I did when I was going to the Olympics, you know, um, about th these sort of things. Because when you're young and you're up and coming, you, 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 don't, you don't really understand. It's just part of life. It's part of what you're used to, right? But when you take a step back and you look from the outside looking in, it's like, wow. Like, I didn't realize, like, what, like I was going, like I said, I was getting up early in the morning, going through hell and really not like in my life my best friend is a is a plasterer like he does walls and he works 12 hour shifts right he's my best friend and i was doing me run getting up lying in bed playing on call of duty video games <laughs> for three hours then going to the gym and i was like oh this is the hardest job ever this is horrible and he's like listen you've you've got it you've got to work out for like three hours a day and you're good i've got to work on this doing this walls or 12 hours, getting people talking shit in my ears, you know? So you don't realize at the time how well you've got it, mm. you know, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're talking about being an athlete. So yeah, it puts things into perspective because you're just coming up and it's something that you're used to. Yeah, for sure. And what I've also realized is that the moment you, you know, the thing that we love gets taken away, right? I had the similar thing. I have a knee injury and I had to stop running basically or like, 
you know, take it easy really. And like in that moment, you begin to appreciate how precious the gift is to just yeah. go out and do the thing we love. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, they see you, you don't realize what you've got until it's gone, you know, and that's, that's so, so true in all, all, all parts of life. You don't realize what you've got until it's gone. Um, like I, I didn't realize how good it was to win a fight. Like, like the, but I did, it was the best feeling ever, but like, now I now I'm never going to experience the best feeling ever again in my life, which uh, which which was hard. And when I when I got forced to retire, it was really hard for me to get over that. Because when you're when 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 you stand on an Olympic podium, when I was 23 years old, I'm 35 now. 23 years old, stand on an Olympic podium, that's the best feeling of my life. That's never. It's it's like imagine if you. If you take a drug, it's like, whoa, yeah, on a high. You never get that feeling ever again. So I've got to understand that I'm never going to reach that peak in my life again. It's hard. Uh, but uh, so I've got to channel my attention and energy some other way, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Do you try to get that high in, in other areas now, like in business? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'll never get it again in business. Uh, that, that actual high. But, you know, there's, there's different things. I've got kids now. Uh, which is which is great and then like just three days ago i did a, a training session with sugary leonard yeah i saw that online it's amazing yeah and like stuff like that it's like whoa that's a yeah. real high for me doing stuff that i'm doing things for me, uh, muscle and fitness magazine again that's a big high for me Do, doing things like that right now uh it's it's not winning the olympic medal but it's it's really good in it and it, and it helps and it, it makes me feel really happy, you know, when I do things like that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Now, now take us back for a moment to, to, to that time in 2012 when you know, boxing gets taken away from you because of injuries. Because I think so many people listening to this, they may be in similar situation in their life where maybe their athletic career, maybe their business career, maybe a partner gets, gets taken away from them in their lives and they, they feel like they've been knocked down, right? And I mean, yeah. I'm not, you know for sure, right? How to get back up after you've been knocked down. So. How can yeah. people in that situation, you know, stay, stay positive really and stay, you know, moving forward? Well, yeah, and it, it is hard. I'd boxed since the age of 10 and then I was 27 years old. I'd never done anything else apart from box and that got ripped away from me with a hand injury. So it's like, <gasps> what am I going to do? I'm a boxer and I got upset. I started drinking. I put weight on. I was eating loads of crappy foods. Uh, I, got, I, I was kind of like in a dark, dark place. And I had to get out of that place. I had great support from my friends and family. But at the end of the day, it's all on you as the person to get yourself out of it. You know, so um, it's just having to change your mindset and, and think about the positives in life, the positives uh, that you've got. And you're healthy. And then, you know, and then channel your energy. Well, what I did was channel my energy by putting the box in, in the different things. But a big thing what helped me was I moved. I moved to Sunderland in the northeast of England to Los Angeles. I moved from a place where it's dark and grey skies to where it's palm trees and sunny and beach and next to a beach. Uh, so just that there was a big was a big change for me, you know. And I think that helped a lot as well because if I was doing the same, well, not the same thing, but if I was doing, if I was still living in my my hometown of Sunderland. Uh, that would, have, that would have been hard for me. So I changed my environment completely and, and changing the environment really helped me uh, stay, get positive and 
and, and kept my mind occupied. You know, that, and I think that's what you've got to do when you are feeling down. You've got to occupy your mind with something else to try and get that out of your mind. You might have to come and deal with that again in the future, but the first thing you want to do is get out of your mind, occupy your mind with something else. And it wasn't until like about a year ago, I'd been retired from boxing for like uh, for seven, seven or eight years. I watched one of my old fights back on it. I was on a flight and I, and I found one on my computer. And I'd never watched a fight back for seven wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched the full fight and the commentator was like, this is a, a, a 25 year old from Sunderland, England. He's got a huge career ahead of him. He's this, he's that, he's this. And I watched this and I just start crying my eyes out on the airplane. I mean, uncontrollably shaking and crying. So I kind of, because so, I've put it out of my mind, it came back into my mind and I start dealing with it. On a flight, I'm sitting next to some guy, I'm shaking, trying not to cry, and there's tears running down my face <laughs> uh, watching this fight. Uh, so yeah, and then, then I dealt with it and now I felt, I felt really good after that, you know? Yeah. I, kind of, I kind of went everywhere with that question there. But yeah, I think, I think that, that really helped. Yeah, and I love that. Especially this point in the end about like at some point you have to deal with it, right? The pain yeah. is not going to go away until you face that. And so I love love that story of you literally sitting in the airplane facing it, right, for the first time yeah. again. Yeah, and yeah, also and it's like it's like putting a ba- people say you shouldn't put a bandaid over it, over it because that's all when you when you're occupying your mind on something else, you're putting a bandaid over it. But what I would say is put that bandaid over it, get out of the hole that you're in as fast as you can, and then over time, start to peel that bandaid back and, and, and then put healing, healing it. But you, 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 you can't, uh, that, that makes it a lot easier than trying to deal with it right then and there. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's occupy your mind on something else and then slowly over time deal, deal with it. Yeah, for sure. And also this point that you made before about physically moving to a different location, right? I mean, I'm yeah. sure sunshine and beach helps, but, but like even without that, I found that anytime I moved to a new city, new place, new country, like, you can almost reinvent yourself because the people and the surroundings and environments are completely different, right? So it's almost right. like you have to make up a certain part of your personality completely new, right? You have to find new, yeah. new people around you, new gym, new whatever it is. And so everything gets stirred up a little bit, right? right. Yeah, big time. And I, when, I was, when I was in at home, I, I, I was well known. I was popular. Everyone asked for pictures. I knew, they knew who I was. Uh, and when I come to LA, no one knew who I was. Yeah. So that was different as well. It was like, whoa, no one knows who I was. And it was good. I would sit in a restaurant and not have people staring at me. Uh, and it was, it was, it was good. But then, I, like you see, you reinvent yourself and, and then, you, then you can be who you want to be, you know? Uh, yeah, so changing environments definitely helped. Now, I know that's not possible for everyone to be able to do that. But if you can do it, I, I would highly recommend it if you're feeling down. Yeah, for sure. Now I want to shift gears here a little bit, talk about mental training because the physical aspect, we talked about this before. You can tweak your nutrition, you can tweak your training plan, but what about the mental game? So how do you prepare for those big competitions? Yeah, the thing that helped me a lot was visualization. I would do visualization. Like when I, when I had a fight coming up, I would visualize everything about that fight, right? So talking about from leaving the house, I'd lie in bed at night, close my eyes, thinking about leaving the house in the car, going to the venue, getting to the venue, seeing hello to people, getting my hands wrapped off my trainer, warming up, walking to the ring, the crowd cheering, getting in the ring, seeing my opponent, 
the first bell going, me winning the round, getting punched a few times. The second round, then me winning the fight. So I would visualize this all the time about this big event. And the reason why that's so good is when it comes to actually doing the fight, you've already done it five times in your mind. And your mind's like the strongest thing. So I've done it in my mind. So when it comes to the actual event, it's not as nerve-wracking. It's not as bad. Obviously, it's still nerve-wracking, but it's not as bad because you, you've done it. You know what to expect. Uh, so that there was the thing that helped me win an Olympic medal and helped me have success as a professional fighter after the Olympics. You know, the visualization yeah. is huge. Well, so you keep still using it today in your, in your business? I don't. I've thought about it, uh, but, but, but I, I, I don't. Maybe now with what's happening, uh, in the in the in the world, and I've got to pivot businesses. Maybe I might start to do it, but uh, yeah, I, I for, for for boxing for that one single event, it really really helped. Mm. I guess now I do education. I teach fitness professionals how to teach boxing, and I have seminars of like 50, 60, 70 people, and I'm I'm the person at the front. So I guess before then, I will think about it and I'll, and I'll visualize it a little bit, but it's not as intense as it was with the. With, with the boxing matches yeah for sure now we talked about chris hemsworth before and, and working with these super high level celebrities athletes right so it's yeah. you know before you work with people like that right is there, is there certain mental preparation that you do before that or is it just do you have just have you know so many thousands and thousands of hours you just kind of wing yeah. it like every other thing yeah i, I mean i, I just pre prepare i think preparation is is the most important thing like before i, I train someone Eddie, anyone, not even a high-profile uh, client. But if I ever train, train whoever, you know, it's preparation is, is, is key. Same as, same as fighting, you've got to prepare for it, and then it makes it a lot easier when you, when you come to it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed now that I'm in, in a position where I can work with these great people, and uh, that really helps me in my life with different parts of business as well. Yeah, you know, what, what I find so interesting about you is like you, you succeed in these two areas, right? First in sports and you get that taken away from you and then you manage to, to create California's number one gym. So like what is, what would you say is, is the, the key for that? Like is there a certain mindset that sports helped you really take over into the business world or what do you think has set you apart there? Well, being, like I said before, boxing is the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Anything after boxing is easy. Like <laughs> creating these gyms and my life after boxing has been easy it's been so so easy uh, because i'm used to this tough tough grind and uh, i just focus my energy from from boxing i i pivoted to to business in the fitness industry uh so yeah i mean i mean that that was it really it really helped boxing really helped me with with the business and it's continued to help now and then as well with my success through boxing being an olympian that's brought on a lot of opportunities as well and i create opportunities too uh i'm big into networking which helps business as well like coming on this podcast now some of your listeners might think oh that, that guy's got an interesting story oh he's a boxer check my instagram instagram out get in touch and maybe down the line I'll, I'll meet this person and then you never know what might develop blossom from the relationship you know i'm, I'm huge on relationships now as well building relationships yeah, I love that. Now on the show, we always love to celebrate failure as an opportunity to grow. So throughout your life, do you have a favorite failure? Favorite failure? Yes. Yeah, boxing. 
boxing, fear, feeling in boxing, although I, I, like I said, like, I won the Europeans, won an Olympic medal, was an undefeated pro, but I failed in, I never did more as a professional boxing. So feeling by my hands feeling and I'd been forced to retire, that was my favorite thing. It was the best thing that happened to me because without that, I wouldn't be where I am now in, in, a, in, a, in a happy place, doing well here, doing better financially than I did when I was boxing at a high level. Uh, you know, it's because my hands got ruined, it kind of, one door closed, but I found another door and opened that other door and then went through that. So yeah, that, that was the, the highlight failure of my career. <laughs> yeah, that is so interesting, right? Because it is this high level, right? You literally won an Olympic medal and at the same time, you feel like you didn't accomplish enough. So, yeah. so what would have made it like a success for you? Well, if I won a gold medal in the Olympics, I won a bronze medal. If I won a gold medal in the Olympics, that would be amazing. Then if I won a, a British or even a world title as a professional, that would, have been, that would have been amazing as well. But like I say, I'm glad that I didn't. I'm glad that I didn't win. I mean, a Olympic medal, gold would have been good, but I'm glad I didn't win a, bronze, uh, a British title or a world title as a professional because that would have meant I would have took thousands more punches to the head. Mm. <clears throat> And I don't know how seen I would have been if I took another... 10,000 punches to the head, how, how would I, what, what, what would my mind be like now? Would I be able to uh, run businesses? Would I be able to be a good father to my kids or be a good husband to my wife? Would I be where I am now in life if I took another 10,000 punches to the head? Yes, I might have a, a British title or a world title, but what's more important? Your, your brain's more important, right? Your health is more important than, than any of that. So, Yeah, I think that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's always so, so important to remember, right? There's, there's certain things that aren't worth sacrificing. Even if it's, you know, the, the prom nights and the Friday nights and the date nights, you can sacrifice those. But you can't focus, you know, you can't sacrifice your health and your, yeah. your, especially your brain. Yeah, 100%, mate. Your, your brain and your mind is everything. And that's why I'm so happy that I retired from, from boxing now. And everything's happened, happened the way it has. Uh, because of because of that you know I've, i've had a i've had a a crazy journey you know when i was 10 years old uh i wasn't very good at school i wasn't very well behaved i used to get ex excluded from school uh, i left school with when i was 16 i left school with no qualifications exam that didn't do my exams uh, and i've learned a lot along the way and the way my life's turned out it's it's been kind of like a roller coaster well not so much a roller coaster it's kind of just went just went up the roller coaster went up uh and yeah it's 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 been great and sometimes i've still even now i've got to pinch myself and think wow look where i am look what i'm doing and you know I'm, i couldn't i couldn't have went any better yeah for sure now before i ask my final question where can listeners connect with you online Instagram, just search for Tony Jeffries on Instagram, you'll find me. If you want to learn how to punch harder, punch faster, you can see my Instagram page uh, and I'll teach you that. This is the man to go. Yeah, lots of, lots of great content. Now, to wrap it up here, what does it mean for you to max out your life? Uh, to be happy. Happiness is the most important thing. Uh, to, to, to be happy. Ha health and happiness is health and happiness is the most important thing. I'm healthy and I'm happy right now. So, Right now, I'm, I'm maxing out my life. I really am. I'm, I'm living it right now. Max. I'm maxing it out. Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Tony, thanks so much for coming on the show.
Thank you for having me, mate. Appreciate it.